Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. A long, long time ago in a forest far, far away. Oh, you want to hear about what just happened, not where I came from. Well, in that case, Enabler, buy me a round and I'll tell you all about it. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute for you to listen to the meanest, and I'll tell you all about how I became a herald of a town called Greenest. Well, it all started in a tavern like this, in the village of Boken. I was there celebrating my half-orc friend Aroda's upcoming wedding to a human named Jason when she asked me to work security. That's when I met up with Jonathan the Magimuscular, Travancore, and my little buddy Bernice. Her wedding had a high chance of being interrupted by some jealous orcs, and you know what they say about an orc wedding being a dull affair unless there's at least three deaths. Well, needless to say, it was a very good wedding. Afterwards, Jonathan said he had a friend named Leonard in Greenus who said the town could use some people like us. It took our group about four days to reach town, where Leonard pretended he didn't know who we were and showed us the job board after a bit of prodding. I wanted to find the kitty noodles, but we decided on clearing out the rats from the tavern with hopes of not only getting paid, but getting some free drinks. We get there and this dude was an asshole. He treated us like we were less than human, and we all know that I'm more human than human. We learn from a dwarf druid that the owners are racist, and if we don't interfere, the person he's trying to replace him with will take care of us, if you know what I mean. The next day we met a demon lady named Dorvin, and man is she hot. Jonathan can barely form a sentence around her, and they say I'm the dumb one. Then we met Soria, who was performing that evening, and wanted us in the audience just in case she got heckled. She's got a lovely voice, so at the very least we get to hear a good concert. Since the concert wasn't until that evening, we decided to get brunch, then lunch, then second brunch. So that night, we're at the bar enjoying some tunes when these assholes show up. FYI, this town had a huge racism problem before we showed up. Anyway, they start to throw down, and we had to defend ourselves. Leonard asked us not to hurt the guys, as they were just teenagers, but when they knocked Jonathan out, the gloves came off and I made myself a head puppet. We decided to go to the market to try to figure out where these jerks came from, and... Hey, barkeep, another round! Where was I? Oh, right. We're at the market trying to get info, and Travancore decides he's going to find the hookup on some wholesale apples. Turns out these guys were from a farm outside town. We get to the farm and find it occupied by cultists of Tiamat. Bernice poses one of them, and she gets herself taken in the house, where we then have to go charging in to rescue her. I make short work of the cultists, and the others find a note saying that shit's about to go down, so we inform Governor Tarbo about it. We often find ourselves back at the Running King. That's the tavern from earlier with the hot demon lady. Anyway, that's our new favorite spot, not because of the free food and drink. Dorvian asks if we can go hunting since they're running low on meat, and it's totally not my fault that I have a higher caloric need. So we're out on the hunt when we hear someone cry out for help. Turns out it was a flump bro. We help him and he tells us about this huge treasure hoard which naturally gets my attention. We get back to town to collect payment for our hunting services when we met Dorvine's gargoyle friend, Unsara. Man, are those things mean. You ever meet a gargoyle? They're mean. You see, she was upset because her wing was broken off. Dervine's a friend and all, so we offered to look for it, but first we were going to need a horse to carry the wing. So we went and picked up a sturdy-looking pack horse that we've then named Reggie. Not only did we find Onsara's wing, but we also found a bear. And boy, did he have a nice-looking pelt. I'm not sure why Bernie wanted to kill the bear. All I know is I wanted a bear cloak. Travancore was having none of it and protected the bear that he then named Shadow. And in time, Shadow became our bear buddy. I'm still looking for a bear pelt, so if you have a line on one, let me know. After a bit of rest, we run into this merchant who says he was being held prisoner. We investigate, and it turns out he was being held by cultists of Mammon. 
Seriously though, why is everybody in this region gotta be a cultist? Where are the cultists of blueberry pies, am I right? So this one cultist dude turns into a minotaur and touches me without my consent, which is a big no-no. So I took off his head and turned his horn into a drinking vessel. We cleared it out and renamed the temple Fort Kickass because, you know, of all the ass kicking that took place. We head back to town when I remembered that flump bro mentioned a treasure hoard. We head north based on the info he gave us and holy fuck, I shit you not, there was an army that spanned the horizon. Now I ain't afraid of shit and I'm one hell of a warrior, but when you're outnumbered a thousand to one, there's no shame in turning tail. Did I mention that there was a mine near Fort Kickass? No? Okay. Well, there was a mine next to it, and we were under the impression that there was something there that could help us defeat the army. We tell Tarbo about the army, and he assigns terrorists to join us on our quest. Man, could she swing a warhammer. That is one hell of a dwarf lady. Now, I don't know if you've ever been inside of a mine before, but a day can feel like weeks. We finally get to the heart of the mine, when we're confronted by this badass motherfucker named Wendergod, who fancies himself as a god. And I'm like, bro, what's a god to a non-believer? And then I sink my axe into his skull. Turns out this undead wizard dude had an undead pet dragon. But the dragon's old-ass biddlebrones were no match for my strength. Is your drink running low? I know mine is. Hey, can we uh, get another round over here? Turns out there was nothing there to help us with the army. But man was Wender God loaded. I mean, he, he was flush. I took a little extra for myself, seeing as how I earned it given all the smashing I did. We load up Reggie and head back home, only to see our city in flames. Apparently, the army thought it was a good idea to attack while we were away. I don't tell him I said this, but attacking while we were gone was a smart move. Otherwise, I would have stopped them at the gates. We made short work of the enemy and drive out the cultists. After we kill one of the two leaders, Tarbo pulls out his big-ass sword and knights us as Heralds of Greenest. Saw some cool shit when he tapped me on the shoulder. So here we are, newly appointed Heralds of Greenest, when this huge-ass blue dragon shows up. We strike a deal with him. If we can get back this thing the other leader stole, he'll reward us and leave Greenest alone. That sounds like a win-win to me. We track down the other leader. I think her name was Fruity Pants or something? So we chase her into this cave where she escapes via a teleportation circle. Now listen. I may have a slight anger management issue, and when you ride into my town and fuck shit up, you better believe you're going to pay the price. So we follow her, and all of a sudden we found ourselves in a pocket dimension. You see, this god named Rachel asked us to find an obsidian nut to take care of our modrons. Now between you and me, she was totally into me, and I would have nailed her if it weren't for the respect I have for the deities. So we're looking for this nut, and I come face to face with a clockwork golem. I surgically remove its nuts, and Rachel gifts us the house. At least until she returns in a millennia. So we step back out into the teleportation circle, and we're back facing Fruity Pants as if no time had passed. I quickly dispose of our guards and corner her in a room. She throws the keys to a chest holding Thontorvac's item. Oh, who's Thontorvac? Oh, he's that big-ass blue dragon I mentioned before. Anyways, Jonathan goes to collect it, and as he does, the carpet wraps around him. I rip the animated carpet in two, freeing Jonathan, before I go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Fruity Pants and her halberd. I'll let you do the math to figure out how I ended up with this halberd I'm carrying. Well, that's basically how I ended up here in this tavern in Waterdeep. So, friends, how did you get here? So, I am totally prepared to be filling you in the past year. Maybe more? Maybe less? On occasion, time has actually stood still, so I'm not really sure how long it's been, but I can fill you on my adventures, but you need to be pulling out your wallet, because these kind of stories do not come for free, and if I'm going to be talking, you're going to be buying drinks. Unless you want to be converted. I'm not allowed to charge for that anymore. I'm also not allowed to forcibly convert people against their will anymore. Apparently that goes against some kind of like religious tenets. Um, I don't really pay much attention to those, so we'll just keep this between you and me, but I've never actually succeeded in doing it. He died. 
not from the conversion. Someone else killed him. I'm like 100% sure it was someone else that killed him. 80%. That doesn't matter. I am currently in charge of the health and well-being of three other adventures, and that takes a lot of effort. I've got this like half-orc barbarian and a human with more muscles than he really knows what to do with and he's a magician so I'm still not sure why he needs muscles but he likes to hit things every now and then and I think that makes him feel special as well as magical and so we kind of let him hit things every now and then and then I also have an elf a half elf elf you know I'm not gonna lie to you, I really can't tell the difference, and I always thought it would be kind of rude to ask. Um, they're all so tall, you know? Like, all of them, like the orc and human and all of it. It's just, once you get above, like, four feet, like, everybody just looks the same. Um, but yeah, I heal them on occasion when they deserve it. There have been slip-ups, I'm not gonna lie. We've had some close calls. I... I, you know, am not the one who puts them in these situations. They could be a little aware of their surroundings. They could try to not climb out of wells with their bare hands. They could try all kinds of fun things like not getting wrapped up in rugs and not trying to, you know, tank when they have no armor and they just have a robe. All kinds of fun stuff. But I heal them. They've never died. They might tell you otherwise, but they've never actually died. And I could probably take care of that, too, if it happened. Don't hold me to that. I have a lot on my plate chasing them around. I mean, I love them. And that kind of, like, platonic, like, hey, yeah, you're my friend. And, you know, if you die, I'll be sad kind of way. Um, but also, like, chasing them around is really hard work. And it's even harder because we have, like, a bajillion animals now. Literally, I'm serious. It's like we went to that fucking wagon of wonder and they got the idea that we needed to make one of our own. Or maybe we never left that shitty hellhole of not wonder, but screaming mushrooms. And then we go off and we get a horse, a horse, and they want to name it Reginald. That's not a name for a horse. That's not a name for anybody. Who the fuck names their kid Reginald? That's cruelty. But no, we're going to name the horse Reginald. Except, oops, oops, Reggie is a girl. So we just change it to Reginolda because apparently popular vote rules out over sanity in our party like nine times out of ten and reggie seems perfectly content okay like it's fine whatever she just eats things and hauls things i'm pretty sure she's glad that most of the time we forget she exists we kind of left her back in greenest she's probably happy about that and then oh joy of fucking joys we got a bear my elf Ranger decided that his animal companion was going to be a bear. So much for stealth. So much for friendship. Did you know my father was eaten by a bear? It gobbled him the fuck up. And left me an orphan to the whims of my family who decided they were going to give me to a temple so that I would have to renounce my name and my claim upon my grandmother's money. Oh, no, 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 no. But we're just going to get a bear now. A bear. We're going to name it Shadow. Like, that's going to make the bear any more stealthy. 
or any less of the same species that ate my dad, but whatever, it's fine. I have to be nice to the bear now. I conceded I'm going to be nice to the bear, which means I guess if it's dying, I'm going to think about saving it before I think about doing something else. That's like the deal we've had because, you know, they're my friends and I love them and it's fine. You can have a fucking pet bear. And you know, you know who didn't get a pet? Me. I didn't get a pet. I wanted, I wanted a big, nice stone golem that was gonna be fun. And they said no. Golems don't shit everywhere. They call us the heralds of greenness, but really, we could probably be the heralds of shit. Not like they like, oh, look at all the shit I have to deal with today. But the literal poo. We are the heralds of literal poo because we go down in the mines with this nice little dwarf lady and what do we come upon not diamonds or fun things like that that are pretty and sparkly and you can make and all kinds of stuff but no we trudge through like million year old shit from giant bats and poo crickets and then we come out and we have to fight an undead dragon and his crazy 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 off the fucking deep end undead wizard man and i'm not gonna lie, I've never met anything undead that wasn't off the deep end, but I'm holding out hope. And then, and then we come back, and of course, what does Carlton do? He shoves an opal up his ass for two weeks, and when it finally comes out, he destroys a bathroom in a pocket universe that belongs to the closest thing they've ever come to meeting a deity. Um, and those poor automatons, they almost died. Yeah, we've got three automatons. That's right. Well, I don't know what we're going to do with them, but hey, we're in charge of their care and maintenance, so that's awesome if we don't kill them with all of our shit first. Literal shit. We waded through a sewer, and then a dragon almost ate us. Yeah, I know. Look at this bag. Check this bag out. I got this bag. You want to know what's in the bag? Put your hand in there. Pull it out. Oh, shit. It's an owl. Oh, look. Put your hand in there again. Owl disappears. going to be a bat. And third one? Yeah, that's a crab. What are we going to do with a crab? I don't know. I don't know. This is in an under-the-sea musical, but hey, whatever. I've got a bag full of crabs. Cool. And McMagic Muscles over there, he's got an owl now, too. And do you know what they do? They spit back up the bones of their dinner. Nice little compact ball. That's that's that plus owl poo everywhere. So here we are, the heralds of shit. We are actually united because we did save the town from a dragon. That's a real thing we did. We kind of work for the dragon now. We're not cultists. One time I pretended to be a cultist, but that was for pretend. And I've already cleared it with my boss. She's 100% fine with it. But yeah, we did get knighted. And I did get a vision of my grandmother, who I'm pretty sure isn't dead yet. But that's neither here nor there. So here we are, sitting in Waterdeep, and I'm pretty sure that when I wake up tomorrow, it's going to be snowing poo everywhere, because that's really what life has come to for us right now. The heralds of shit on a grand adventure. Did you want to know anything else? Jonathan the Magimuscular here. Wow, it's been quite a journey. I never thought that I... Wait a sec. Why does it sound like I'm talking to you guys when I'm clearly writing this down? It's not like there's some magical means to record one's voice for listening to later. That's rubbish. Also, who are you guys? I know I'm fooling myself, but it's not like there's some sort of audience following my adventures. Be rad if there was, though. More people need to hear about me. Anyway, things have gotten way better since that mess in that box canyon. Even after losing all my money and getting dumped at a random wedding in what I thought was a dinky little backwater? Uh, that reminds me. 
I need to find that Penelope broad and have a few choice words with her. Ugh, Penelope. So here I am, broken surrounded by the supposed roofs of a dusty half-horse bird. Left at a wedding with a bunch of people I'd sooner toss a copper at than actually hang out with. I was not optimistic of this situation. Surprisingly, we became fast friends and found ourselves in more than a few scrapes. Clearing out those racist assholes, that was not as much fun as I thought. During one fight, I actually got knocked out. Sitting there at death's door, hearing my comrades fight without me, then hearing them not know what to do, it was scary. I'm not going to admit that out loud, but it seriously bothered me. And then it happened again, but it was a little bit better. I'll, I'll get to that later. I've managed to make a lot of new friends here around town. I reconnected with Leojin, met some wonderful town's guards like Tim and Elizabeth, and even more folks at City Hall and the Temple. Terrace is a pleasure to have along. As at Soria, they're great in a fight, and I'm happy to call them all friends. There is one person, though, one wonderfully mysterious person that I've seemed to make a connection with. The kick-ass owner of the Running King, Dorveen. <sighs> We've shared a few moments and even fought side by side. Sometime soon I'll be back, and we'll talk. Everything that needs saying, I've already said to her in my letters, so we'll see. Oh yeah, we totally saved the town. Ever since we found out about that Tiamat cult, we've been scheming, sleuthing, and fighting our way to get to the bottom of it. We beat them in Greenus, we beat them in their own camp, and we killed their leaders. We even got anointed as Heralds of Greenus. That was awesome. I even had a vision of my old friend Scotty. We promised each other we were going to be heroes, badasses of the realm. I miss Scotty. I know somewhere he's looking down on me and cheering you on. But still, I think about him sometimes. I miss you, buddy. Oh, oh right, the cultists. Yeah, we kicked down their door and beat them all. We even made a friend? Maybe? Our dealings with the dragon Thantorvec have been successful in that we're totally not dead. So that's good, yes? Yeah, we'll have to see about that one. Speaking of killing their leaders, our fight with that Frulamon Daith chick. That went well, but not so much for me. I got knocked out again. Though this time, my teammates seem to know what to do. That's good, but I think my days of running up and punching people are over. I need to remember that magic, magic, is what's going to save us all. It's what'll make us great and forge us into the heroes that we're meant to be. Speaking of magic, I've seen a lot more than I thought I would in such a short amount of time. That Rachel, I'm still not sure what she was or why she chose us. She mentioned that she had a friend that recommended us. I think I know who that friend is, but I'm not sure. I'll have to look into that more. At least we got an awesome interdimensional lair to hang out in. Yeah, it's so rad. I need to look into getting some furniture and maybe a better bed. Oh, and a shelf for all my medals and laurels. I hope they're actual laurels. Those are cool. So here we are, outside of Waterdeep and about to head off to our next adventure. My mates are cool, and I, I do anything for them. They've earned my trust and loyalty, and I hope I have theirs. Carlton, I'm going to help him be the best ass kicker around. With my magic and his axe, we're going to be unstoppable. Bernie, there's so much magic that we have left to find. And we're going to discover it together. The arcane and divine secrets are ours for the taking. Travancore, we've had our differences. But we both know that we have to take care of this party. They're now our family, and we'll protect them as best we can. Shadow 2, I like that bear. I'll be sure to give him a scratch by the ear as much as I can. Oh, and I have a new friend. He's my owl, and I call him Buxton Bertram Bellwether. He's a good and adorable pal. I hope that we have many stories to share in the future. I couldn't have asked for a better owl buddy. What's next? I have no idea, but I know I don't have to rely on my muscles and magic alone. I never thought that relying on other people would be so important to me, Jonathan the Magimuscular. I have friends now. 
And whatever comes at us in the future, we're going to face it together. Royal Journal of the Viceroy of Glenmar and heir to the throne of the Kingdom of Perkanum, Travancore the Sterling. I have neglected my royal duty to update this log and report my findings of this land back to the kingdom. The events of the past few weeks have provided little opportunity to do so. I have recently allied myself with three adventurers, Jonathan the Magimuscular, Bernice Q. Burns, and Carlton Tanks. Beneath his facade of vanity and showboating, Jonathan the Magimuscular has a keen mind and an even temper. He's a good friend. The half-orc Carlton Tanks, while somewhat coarser company than I'm used to, has a zeal for life and adventure that I greatly respect. Bernice Q. Burns, the rock gnome, cleric, for all of our differences regarding Shadow, is as brave and generous a spirit as I've ever met. And then there's Shadow, the black bear I took under my charge after Drake's slaughtered what I can only assume was his family. It's odd to see bears in the wild, and not domesticated as they are back home. Seeing them in their natural state is all the more fascinating, and the chance to see a truly wild land is one of the reasons I became a ranger in the first place. I've had many bears, but there's something different about Shadow. Unrefined, brazen, but bold and somehow noble. I think, in many ways, Shadow is the symbol of the people and creatures of this foreign land. He helps remind me of what I'm protecting. The town of Greenest is insignificant in many ways, a talic of a hamlet. However, I find myself fascinated by some of the local food. The blood pies live up to the legends. But really, there is a rare fruit here that, for all the riches in the Kingdom of Reconum, doesn't exist anywhere there. I am convinced that this so-called apple, as they call it, is a key source of vitality and strength for these peoples, and may be key to the prevalence of many magics in this land. We were able to identify and largely neutralize the threat to Greenest. At first, we thought it was an undercurrent of human xenophobia. But beneath that lie the designs of cultists devoted to the evil dragon goddess Tiamat. An army had been raised to destroy the town, and even a dragon had been bent temporarily to its will. Beneath the grand rhetoric of these extremists, however, beat the tired and petty machinations of looters in Landendrosa and Frulum, whom we slaughtered. While they raised a formidable force of deluded humans and deranged kobolds, they pale in comparison to the dragon they temporarily held in their sway. I know dragons, and beneath his veneer of culture and sophistication, Thontorvac seeks to dominate us. Slowly at first, as freelancers willing to take his jobs. Dragons play the long game. Like lobsters in the water, we won't even know when we've crossed the line from his employees to his thralls. On the other hand, the music from the beloved was otherworldly, sublime. There may be something to be redeemed in even a chromatic dragon, but I'm not counting on it. The day may come when Thuntervac and I come face to face in combat. Luckily, I play the long game too. I've rescued flumps, Aracoca bards, saved weddings and entire towns. I've slaughtered dragon-controlling skeletons. I've fought alongside good men and hardy dwarves. All the while, I continue to collect information about Faerun, about Greenest, and now Waters Deep. One day, the people of this land will be ready to become vassals of Brakanum and be absorbed into our kingdom. Until then, I will protect them from the dangers within and without. With my colleagues. With my friends. The day is soon coming. 
Glenmar is at hand. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or www.libshark.com. And see you next encounter. <laughs>